Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are going to scare you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're back again, everybody. Every Friday, more spooky stuff comes flying at you. That's right. Make sure you're subscribed all over the place. Make sure you Um, tell your friends. Yeah, we're seeing to be having some sort of elect- spooky stuff like that. Electronic phenomenon. <laughs> Who knows what's going on? Uh, this show, you can listen to it on podcast apps. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, and we're about to perform a terrifying <laughs> dance for you. <laughs> uh, That's right. Before we dive a into. Dance macabre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we dive into our topics for the week, uh, we got a spooky piece Ugh. of, uh, wow, I don't know. What do you want to call this? Like a phenomenon that occurred to a listener, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yes. So uh, in our Facebook group, you can mm-hmm. follow us on Facebook. We also have a private Facebook group that you can join and yep. we talk about whatever we want in there. Michelle shared something with us that I we're, we're literally going to play it. For everybody listening and watching out there. It's so good. We talked about number stations in a previous episode of this show. Bizarre broadcast that nobody knows the true origin of. A mysterious anonymous voice calling out numbers, calling out a message. I've never experienced a real one in my life. No, But it seems that Michelle has. Well, I mean, did you read all of the comments on it? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, because it's not. No, don't say that part yet. It's scary. Okay. (laughs) But then you just lied. I, it's scary, Kristen. Okay. Everybody listen to this. This is what Michelle heard through her car radio as she was on her way to roller derby practice, which is badass. Take a listen. Coming in three days. Maintain position. In this broadcast, I heard snippets of existing number stations. Uh huh. Like there were clips that I recognized from listening oh, cool. to things like the Cornet Project, which uh-huh. was a like a five CD set of old radio yeah. number stations. It was like really expensive broadcast. W. Yeah. N. B. C. One. Zero. Six. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming. In. Three. I have to confess I didn't days. Maintain position. All right. All right. There you go. So this is without having any understanding of what that was supposed to be. Michelle heard that driving to practice. Yeah. Sorry. I should have kept the theatricality of the story. Yeah. Theatricality and deception (laughs) are any Batman's greatest friends. (laughs) Isn't that? Doesn't Bane go like best friends? Oh, he doesn't say. Bane goes like, ah, you think the darkness is your ally? Yeah. He doesn't say you think they're your friends. That's what I thought for a second. But, uh, but they are, clearly. He doesn't have a whole lot of friends. <laughs> true. Things become your friends when people don't. Yeah, that's right. He's not friends with Alfred. <laughs> I saw a trailer for the show Gotham, which looks terrible. Ugh. In the trailer for the new season, he fires Alfred. <laughs> that bat kid. A little boy goes, you're fired, Alfred. 
Alfred just be like, you can't fire me. I'm your grown up. No, you like idiot. Alfred's basically his dad. In you that. can't live on your own. Yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, Michelle did not know what the hell this thing was. Yeah. Obviously, it was yeah. just pumping through the radio. Uh, and then yes, you hear you heard that countdown coming in right. two days. When she originally posted it, she posted coming in three days. Yeah. It seems like it's to launch a new radio station. Whatever. Yes. Yes. But I That's love still so awesome. I'd be very inclined to listen to that radio station oh hell yeah maybe they have a cool like coast to coast am sort of show that's yeah. on there that would rule i mean if they just have that and then they just go to like all right another top 40 you know it's a little disappointing and it's yeah. like well it's fun that you use something horrific yeah uh to to advertise your totally. regular radio station but like how much better would it be if they were like yeah one of the segments that we have is like a paranormal yeah, or something or other I'd be all over it. So that would pique my interest in my local radio station big time. Oh, but also before I knew it was for my local radio station as an advertisement, I would be like, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah, for damn sure. <laughs> what luck. I'd be so into that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for sending that in, yeah, Michelle. Thank you. Uh, I'm both glad and disappointed everything ended up okay. <laughs> Me too. And we're going to revisit Michelle in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody out there that is experiencing some sort of a phenomenon, yeah. get in touch yeah tell us i think my i might have some scary stories coming up in the next month or so why uh (laughs) why do you have a timeline for uh well maybe it's not necessarily in the next month or so yesterday we did a a home inspection of the house that ali and i are buying yeah yeah yeah. okay and uh we were talking to the realtor and the home inspector and i started asking them about frightening houses yeah um hauntings yeah ali and i were talking about it like do they have to do that whole thing where they have to disclose to you this house is haunted Right. Well, is it that they have to disclose that the house is haunted or they just have to disclose? Because, like, haunted is so subjective. Like, don't, isn't it just that they have to disclo- disclose if there was, like, a violent death? Well, they don't even have to disclose that. Yeah. It's up to the buyer right, to Right, that ask. they should. Yeah. Caveat emptor. Yeah. Let the buyer beware. Ah. It's up to you to ask, hey, was anybody murdered here? Otherwise, yeah. they will not tell you. Yeah. We found out. Because I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> however, talking to the inspector, talking to the real estate agent, they start saying, hey, we see scary houses all the time. Would cool. you want to come to some of them? What? You know what Willie said? Yeah. That's awesome. Can yeah. I come? Sure. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know if it's actually going to come to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said it about 5,000 times over the course of a couple of hours. So I believe that they're as serious as I am. Yeah. But still, who knows? Uh, but yeah, they were telling me some pretty pretty spooky stuff that's awesome all right what do you think what do you think next about well it's just doing the stories then we do our things right yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i I don't know if you had something that you were trying to uh uh navigate to about michelle no i do but it can wait oh well yeah well okay then (laughs) then that means everybody it's time for more two sentence horror stories all right so this is from Kate, and she submitted it, submitted this through Facebook. As the sense of panic in the frantic, confused crowd spread, I grabbed my daughter's hand and began to run. It didn't take more than a few seconds for my brain to register the fact that, while I could feel every beloved curve of her little fingers, the rest of her was no longer there. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Severed arm. Sweet. That makes me think of like Jurassic Park. Isn't there a thing where they're trying to pull someone's arm out of a cage? I think so. That trying to pull a someone out of a cage. Yeah. And they only get the arm. Yeah. That yeah. rings a bell. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do a quick medley. These are all from Bobby. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> I have these on cards. <laughs> all right. Bobby posted these in the Facebook group. Yeah. 
if you ever believe the rumors about Hendrick Manor and you end up somewhere insane, just remember one thing. Never look behind you. Ooh. <laughs> In 2078, the Robo Boys took over. I was one of them. <gasps> Chilly. I always thought my little brother was strange. Turns out, my mom gave birth to an alien. <laughs> Once while searching a swamp for treasure. <laughs> that is my favorite one. <laughs> I came upon a tall man I later discovered had been dead all along. I am also a ghost. <laughs> and there you have it. Two sentence horror stories. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Topics at hand. Okay. Topics at hand. Mine is inspired by Michelle. Okay. So that's why I wanted to wait to mention her. Uh-huh. Michelle sent us a postcard through the mail. That's right. And if you want to send us stuff through the mail, you can message me privately and I'll tell you where to do that. And it is really awesome. And I will read what she wrote because it's not too private. I think Michelle would be okay with that. Um, she said, Hi, Kristen and Will. I thought you might enjoy some Vermont lore. Pictured on this postcard is one of the more well known haunted places in Vermont. Keep up the great work with GTTU. Thank you so much for the hours of entertainment from Michelle. So that was. So nice. I loved getting this. Yeah, that's that was really, really nice of you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. And the picture on the front is of Emily's Covered Bridge in Stowe Hollow, Vermont. Emily's Covered Bridge. Yes. Awesome. Like Sleepy Hollow. Wait a minute. In Stowe Hollow? Yeah. Another place called Hollow? What does it take for that's a place to be weird. called a hollow? I don't know. Well, but you know, like in Sleepy Hollow, the story, yeah. it's about the headless horseman not being able to go through that covered bridge. Oh, yeah. That and is so weird. And yeah. so here we have Stowe Hollow and this haunted covered bridge. I mean, that I know. It feels semi, you know, synchronicity weirdness. There, that's, yeah, that is weird. There's right? a covered bridge in both hollows. I wonder if there's a covered bridge in um, Star Hollow or whatever from um, oh, God. Gilmore Girls. Oh, boy. I've never seen it before. I was really hoping you were going to say Godric's Hollow from Harry Potter. Well, that too, obviously. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, don't, I haven't noticed any covered bridges there. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to know what's up with Emily's covered bridge. Yeah. So I thought perfect opportunity. Uh, well, once I found out what it was, because if it wasn't that interesting, then I wouldn't do it. But it was very interesting. And yeah. I was like, you know what? That's going to be my topic. Awesome. And it turns out there are a lot of interesting, haunty things in Vermont. I'm sure that's the case for like every state. But um, next episode, or at least next episode that's not a theme episode in case we decide to do something else, I'm going to cover a different Vermont situation huh. because it was really cool, but it would be too much. I didn't want to jam it all together because I thought they both deserved to breathe. Okay. Yeah. These stories. Yeah, that's fair. So today I'm going to talk about Emily's Covered Bridge. Awesome. Hey, can we just point out that yeah. uh, Michelle's Twitter handle is at Cryptic Kablam? Uh, yeah, totally. I didn't say because I didn't know if she wanted us to say it or not. Well, it's Twitter. I assume yeah. it's fine. That's if not, true. I'll cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Okay. Michelle, just let us know. Yeah. Um, I figured she was just saying it to like let us know who she was in case we didn't know. Of course I know Michelle. Yeah. Of course. course. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the story of Emily's covered bridge has a bunch of different origin stories. Um, the basic gist is jilted girl named Emily dies there. Okay. But here are the variations with it. Um, that she was supposed to meet her love there at the bridge and then they would elope together, but he never showed up. So she hung herself from the rafters of the bridge. Oh, wow. Um, the other story is, um, that they were going to get married in a church and that she was stood up at the altar wearing her beautiful red dress 
red clothes come up later in my next Vermont stories episode. Huh. Red clothes are a bad sign in Vermont. Really? Yeah. What's going on? Like red balloons and whatever it is. <laughs> it? Oh, that too. No, um, the sixth sense. Red balloons? Well, maybe just red in the sixth sense is, is oh, a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a red balloon that floats. Does right. it, does yeah, it pop up a, a party, lot? At a party, and then he gets locked in like a little crawl space or something. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. Is it red balloons in the sixth sense, or is it just the col- color I, red? I think it's the color red. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, red clothing in Vermont is a bad omen. Okay. And I'll fill that in another time. But so she was wearing a red wedding dress, which I really respect, went to the church. He never showed up. So then um, she took the family wagon, like horse and buggy kind of wagon, to go find him. And she was pissed. So she was like making them go really fast. And then she didn't take a turn properly right before the bridge. And they all fell off the bridge and died. Ooh. Or... Same scenario of a wedding and stuff, but it's a car and the car drives off the bridge because this is all said to have happened um, around like 1920. Um, The car thing is unlikely because only like really rich families had cars back then, like at that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Boy, the hanging one. I know. Well, also for the hanging one, you, you brought rope. Yeah. You brought rope and like a chair for your or elopement? a stool. Yeah. 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 An elopement. An eruptment. And then you I'll do it in it. this bridge, and then I guess people in horses and buggies come by, and your feet are hitting them in the face? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, no good. And then the last variation of the story is that um, same jilted lover thing, but she jumped off the bridge. Okay. So there That's just are- a pretty short bridge. <laughs> I mean, William? We can see I'm, a picture of the bridge. There's a little crick under it. I'm going to get to it. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. There- is no record of a woman named Emily killing herself on the bridge. My God. None. My God. And there's actually um, another bridge on this same road that if this story is even true, if there's any truth to any of it, that it's way more likely if, so it's like, if the story is true at all, and if it's the jumped off the bridge version, it wouldn't even be this bridge that everybody goes to as Emily's bridge because it's too little. Uh, the other bridge you could jump off and kill yourself. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. So even if that's true, people are flocking to the wrong bridge. Yeah. But for that story in particular, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much yeah. anyway. Um, so the thing is, it's kind of up for debate whether there was any Emily at all or whether this is just a story that kind of like – developed over time like through maybe a telephone situation maybe there's like a kernel of truth to it it's not really sure um so basically there's some old timers who remember this story coming up in the 30s like they if you like local historians have asked them they're like yeah i remember the emily story being a thing in the 30s but only a couple of them some people are like yeah i don't know what that is yeah um and then most things that are online said that the story seemed to really take off locally when a teen in 1968 wrote a a paper for high school saying that they had taken a Ouija board to that bridge and um, that an entity named Emily showed up. Awesome. But then there's a local woman named Nancy who says that she straight up made the story up. <laughs> so Even I think the truth is probably, you know, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Um, and so this is from an article that was about the Emily's covered bridge legend and also about how like 
it's really annoying to the residents of Stowe who live right around there because yeah. people go there all the time. Oh, that's So great. many um, attribute the story to Nancy Steed, a longtime resident of Stowe and a columnist for the Stowe Reporter, who has claimed that she started the rumor several decades ago. According to Steed, in the early 1970s, tales of witchcraft were becoming all the rage. One day while sitting around a pond with Hazel Carson, Hazel Carlson, Steed and Carlson decided to come up with some witchcraft of their own to scare the kids swimming in the pond. <laughs> the girls were buzzing about witchcraft and covens, and we said we should probably tell them about this bridge and this girl, Emily, who died there, Steed said. Each of us would add our own line to the story, and boom, it just took off and went crazy. But it was just made up. That's awesome. But the local historians seem to think that's not quite true. Like she might have, she might have told that story and everything, but it's a big coincidence that there was a story like that floating around before that happened. That happened in the seventies. She's saying this kid wrote a story in school in 1968 saying that they contacted Emily on the bridge and they're, older people from the th- who remember being in the 30s and them talking about Emily. It, so it's most likely that she kind of remembers hearing that story and maybe doesn't remember it or something yeah. and you know and but in my that might have like kicked off like the real like Emily Fever but she probably didn't actually like make that up from scratch. Emily Fever is a great name for a band. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The front woman so, is named Emily. Or just um like somebody's solo project, like somebody Ooh. who has a band and then they want to split off and do their own thing. And it's Emily fever. I got it. I figured it out. Okay. Middle school boy uh-huh. at a talent show. Yeah. Playing an original song. He wrote about his breakup with Emily. That Emily. is better than all of them. Emily fever. Or they just started dating. Yeah. And so he's really and he's like, coming on too strong. Yeah. And Emily's a little bit like, uh, like in the audience of the talent show. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, this almost feels like because it's all of this sort of like it's almost convergent evolution where there's a myth and some like yeah. writing and stuff and somebody who claims that they created the story. Right. It's almost like this event is fated to occur uh-huh. or something or like yeah. we talked about the idea that like ideas exist outside people. Yeah. And sort of travel and snake in through your ear and get in your brain. Yeah. It's like there's this idea of this woman on the bridge. Right. That must exist this yeah. story must exist somehow so multiple people are inventing yeah. it yeah well maybe yeah if if the story is an idea maybe it snaked into the ear of these women in the 30s didn't really take for some reason yeah. that came back to this kid in 68 and then it didn't really totally yeah. like pop off then so a few years later it tried again and finally there was a boom yeah exactly and it became like a thing so then like those kids told other kids and it became this whole big story yeah. maybe it's even an emily who killed herself in the mid 1800s yeah and she's like somebody has to remember me Again, there's a thing with that. Really? Kind of, kind of. It kind of, you'll see. Okay. Uh-huh. So, besides just the story and how it started, here is what the kids and everybody say happens when you go to the bridge. Because there's always like the story of what happened at the bridge and then the scary things that happened there or whatever. So, um, people driving on the bridge hear a scraping on the roof of their car from her feet dangling <laughs> from where she hung herself. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> there are scratch marks on cars that drive on the bridge on the side of the car. Um, people walking on the bridge and ghost hunting feeling touched or scratches. Um, this one is freaky to me. This is so good. Um, I feel like I haven't heard this before. In a, you'll see in a second. At first, it's going to sound basic. So hearing the sound of footsteps in there or women's screams or the sound of rope tightening. Ooh. Like that is such a specific, weird sound. Yeah. That is freaky deaky. That's really cool. Just yep. the groan of a night, uh, not tightening. Yeah. Like uh, a weird like that's cool. squeak, but not a horrible squeak. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not a nails on a chalkboard squeak, but you can picture that sound. Oh, yeah. 
um, seeing an apparition, as you do. Um, and if you drive your car into the bridge and honk three times right at midnight, that's when an apparition should show up. <laughs> you want me? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> you rang. <laughs> um, and most appearances of her are supposed to be, be between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. Okay. So that's when people show up and do all that stuff. And also other people have brought Ouija boards there since that kid in high school did to kind of contact her. And, um, an entity has shown up again saying that they're Emily, but plot twist that their fiance's mother killed them. Oh, I know. Huh? I don't know. Maybe multiple people named Emily have died on this bridge and there's a curse. Well, there's no record of like deaths on the bridge, Kristen. like Emily or otherwise. Kristen, you're, there are deaths near the bridge. So you're glib. <laughs> you're glib. It's happened. <laughs> I watched that like. Last week or something. Of course you did. Yeah, I know. Tom it's Cruise talking about so Lauer. painful. He is such like 15 a fifteen years ago. <laughs> he is such a tool in that interview. Oh, he's awful. Yeah, he's on that tangent because Brooke Shields said that antidepressants really helped her through her postpartum, right. and he's taking issue with that. Right. <laughs> Blow <laughs> like right off. Mission Impossible looks kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> is there a new Mission Impossible? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Of course. Does it look cool? No, I couldn't understand oh. the trailer. Does he have a fake button? I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Everyone Google Tom Cruise fake button. Now, that's a conspiracy theory worth researching. Give yourself a good night. <laughs> it's going to be excellent. It is so funny. And then revisit this after you've seen the picture and you'll understand. I know you and I have talked about this. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's wearing a fake butt net, even though I think it's hilarious. I think he is wearing a fake butt. I don't butt. think so. I think that I think that wind like from like the set in the machine blew up Pulled his, his cheeks off his I body a little bit. Blew up his pants just so. <laughs> I really do. I've again, I've watched this a bunch of times and because like the butt then like collapses like it doesn't last <laughs> the fake butt doesn't last because he like stands up and it goes away it's not a fake butt it's just so funny didn't he have to comment on it <laughs> yeah somebody asked him. well somebody asked him and uh, i don't know what he said nothing nothing like great i don't know what he hey, said. i saw your fake butt in that yeah. movie cruise i think what? i think he just said it wasn't a fake butt i d i only read the text of it i didn't see the video so i don't know if he was like trying to be like fake cool ben like yeah no well it wasn't fake and he's like really pissed yeah <laughs> see that's there why i go. love there the community yeah. <laughs> the fans they come up with the craziest thing. <laughs> but he's like let's his, move on his eyes are really mad oh burning coals i bet he doesn't like that story i really bet he doesn't i bet he does not at all yeah oh it's so funny that's all me those <laughs> cheeks all me you see those buns when you see i'm buns, telling you it's a i want you to think cruise <laughs> it's a gust of wind i'm telling you a mighty wind yeah um so okay so the people who come to ghost hunt there and everything, because it's like a really popular spot in that area, they're mostly really respectful. Like the people who live around there say that like stuff doesn't happen a ton. Like, well, yeah. like people go there a lot to do ghost hunting things just to check it out. It's like um, a tourist destination, things like that. And it's mostly fine. Yeah. But there are like partying teens who go there. Okay. So they'll go with like tons of beer and stuff and they'll be yelling and screaming like they're scared. And the acoustics of the bridge are such that it carries really far. Oh, it makes so like it's a sonic like, cannon. Yeah. So it's really annoying to the people who live in the area. And then also 
it, they said that it like if you were going to the bridge you were, or you were on it, you might not know that there were actually people who lived around it just because there are like trees covering yeah. houses and everything. It's not super obvious that there are like residences right there. Yeah. So it's just it's a super annoying thing. And huh. so the article that I was well, one of the things I read was basically about the fact that this place is a pain for people. Yeah. Um, and that they, you know, they kind of like the local legend and everything, but also like they don't really want to draw a ton of attention to it and like fan the flames. Yeah. So people have maybe asked them to comment on it, and some people in town or in the area have been like, I don't want to talk about it because I just don't want to like make it more popular and make more people come here. Why don't they just uncover this bridge? What's the point of having it covered? It's a historic thing. It's like a historic landmark. But if it's that much of a problem, it's well, it's where not they're like, we don't much. even want to talk about this anymore because it's so annoying. I don't know. It's obviously not that much so of a problem. Cover then. off that bridge. Well, they also they kind of they own it. Like there are there's like merch for the town and everything that has stuff about Emily's Bridge on it. And oh stuff. yeah, like yeah. you can buy like a loaf of bread with a little bridge around it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> <laughs> a bread bridge. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's not like the hugest deal, but it is annoying. And one of the things in the article said that um, teens will race through the bridge, sometimes with somebody on the hood of their car. Oh, come teens on. Teens are such idiots. This bridge looks really short, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's street on either side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you drive through it. Yeah, I know. But it's like, I'm going to get on the hood of this car for about 0.5 seconds. <laughs> Uh, hey, pro- back no, to that. probably not. They probably just like are doing that like dummies and just drive through the bridge. Like they're not just on the hood of the car to experience the bridge that way. <laughs> it's like I'm inside, but I'm outside. <laughs> Do it again, Jonathan. <laughs> hey, about that covered bread. Yeah, bridge, bridge bread. Bre- come get, come get a loaf of bread. <laughs> in Ew. Vermont. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Come have a loaf of bread. Bread. Yeah. Ugh, that doesn't sound good. Just wanted to make sure I said that. Yeah. A one joke. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but also, there's like really hardly any ways you can make bread not appetizing to me. And to call it bread. Bread. <laughs> kind of does it. Have a wedge of bread. It's still bread, though. No? Yeah. Mm, okay. You don't really have a wedge of bread. Who has a wedge of bread? Well, what if you had like banana bread? <laughs> Uh, well, number one, I would never. Yeah, I know. Um, no. I never. <laughs> They're disgusting. Yeah. Um, oh God, there was a whatever. There was a banana on my path on the sidewalk, and I wasn't happy about it. Did you panic because you couldn't keep walking that way? <laughs> I was worried that crumbs was going to pick it up, and then I was going to have to touch it. <laughs> Saying like there was a banana in front of me on my path it's like like as if there's like a big brick wall you can't get through like as if you can't just step onto the grass and walk around it uh, 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 <laughs> juking trying to figure out a way to get around this banana on the ground talk about mission impossible <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> um so i found something so weird and interesting okay. during my research so I just, you know, I, I was Googling a bunch of stuff and just taking in all the stuff about Emily's Bridge that I could, basically. And there was a story on medium.com, which is a place where you can just upload things that you write. Yeah. Um, called A Haunting Experience on Emily's Bridge by Alan Barnes. So I was reading it. I read the whole thing. It was, like, really well written and really cool. Um, and then I got to the end and I was like, okay, like, I want to know who wrote this, whatever. And it said, Alan Barnes is part of like, I think it was like the, I didn't write down that part. Did I? No. The ex para investigative group. But then it said in parentheses, this is a fictional story. So I was like, what's that? So I went back up, clicked on the author's name and it's this guy whose name is Davey Russell. And he writes medium stories 
um, kind of with this character, Alan Barnes, who has a paranormal group. Okay. And I would read the other ones. The one that I read was good and it was cool. So it's almost like, a, like a meta. X-Files kind of thing happening there, on medium yes because they were they were all weird like there was one about the chupacabra um i don't remember what else was on there huh. but it was well written and good i liked it that's cool um but the reason i mentioned the whole thing of being fictional and everything was that well i kind of told this backwards within the story um it said that there was a grave in stow for little emmeline and it was positing like i wonder if that could be emily of emily's bridge so i read that and i hadn't read through the whole thing well i read the whole thing but i didn't read the details and find out that it was fictional yeah so i was like oh i haven't seen that in any of my research so far let me google that so i googled um little emmeline emily's bridge and only two other things came up and um, one of them was this book that I guess is like, I don't know how else stuff works, but it's like a Google ebook called Champ and a Bit of Sunshine, a Cryptozoology and Craft Beer Adventure by Mark D. Trollinger. Um, and it, I guess it like is kind of a, it's like a whole book, but you, it seems like you can find it all online. Huh, like it seemed okay. like the whole thing was on there. And it mentioned little Emmeline's grave. And I was like, Okay, but it was weird because there were so few things that mentioned it. So I kind of think that um, that guy, Mark Trollinger, who wrote the book, may have used the medium piece as part of his research on uh, his uh, book. Yeah. But I'm still unclear about whether that is a true part of the story or not. Like whether there really is a, a grave of little Emmeline in Stowe. Because there's a picture of the grave. Okay. So that makes it seem like it's true. Yeah. But I'm surprised that there wasn't any other reference to it whatsoever. Except for one more thing that I'll tell you that's totally sweet. Okay. Um, So that makes me think that maybe either just A, like maybe nobody made that connection before. Um, Because it's not, you know... It, it's not Emily. It's little Emmeline. Yeah. Little Emmeline sounds like a kid or something, not like a woman in her like twenties who was going to get married. Right. So maybe it just hadn't occurred to somebody or is it fictional? And both of these guys picked up on that. Right. And this mysterious Reddit post. Okay. So this rounds out the three instances of little Emmeline's grave being mentioned anywhere that I found on Google. Huh? Okay. Okay. And this is totally sweet. So this is a Reddit post called an old gravestone untouched changed itself in a week. And the user deleted their name. Oh. So I can't know if it because I was curious if it was Davy Russell. Is there Russell. any connection to these two? Is it yeah. Mark Trollinger? But I don't know. Yeah. Um. I researched ghost stories. There's a ghost story where this girl Emily died at a covered bridge and supposedly haunts it. There's supposedly her stone in an old grave at an old gravestone. Whatever. I'm just gonna read it as this. The stone is from 1847. No one else has been buried there since 1930. I guess in the graveyard. So the only people that maintain it is the town for mowing. Here is the weird part. I was with a friend and we went up to Emily's stone. It said 1847, little Emmeline. Below that had parents of Horace. Uh, now flash forward to a week. I go back and now the same stone is in the same, uh, the same stone in the same place reads little Emmeline. The year 1847 is now gone and now says 1921. Shocked, I called my friend who was with me the week prior and was convinced it also used to say 1847. What's strange is someone else told me that Emily might have died in the 1920s and not the 1800s. So that's very strange. Anyway, remember how her parents were listed on the stone? Well, now they aren't anymore. They're, they were nowhere to be found on the stone. 
stone, not even anything etched there. To make this more freaky, when I kept checking it once a week or so, the year always changes from 1847 to 1921. I'm kind of freaked out. Huh. And then the comments under are just like, take a picture, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, take pictures so, of both versions. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, I just thought that was cool because it kind of mirrors in the same way that the Emily story became a thing. Like, people were maybe just passing around information yeah. that maybe was, like, somebody's vague idea or guess, and it starts to become a real story over time. I wonder if possibly the little Emmeline thing yeah. could become a real part of the story over time. And it just yeah. kind of, like is the same way that some things get kicked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's almost like weirdly, like paradoxically, both of those stories are true. So mm -hmm. this grave is continually vacillating between both versions of the story. Yeah. So sometimes it corresponds to the earlier story. Sometimes it corresponds well, to the later story. Well, it doesn't even correspond to an earlier story. That's the only, when he, like, nobody has ever said she died in the 1800s. It's always been 1920s. Oh, you're right. But I did before. So maybe it's also happening fourth dimensionally ah. and me even saying it before affected all this stuff in the past i can't handle it yeah you know that stuff makes me wacko i think it's probably the case that probably that what happened yeah well it's also like a tulpa the idea that the more that people believe something it just yeah. becomes real yeah 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 totally cool so that's the story of emily's bridge thank very you very weird. much michelle for bringing that into my life very cool yeah, yeah thank you michelle excellent emily's yeah. bridge cool all okay right. hit so, me Kristen, uh, my story for you this week uh -huh. is a few stories wrapped in one. Okay. I'm going to start this uh, by reading you one of my favorite creepypastas. Okie dokie. We've had a few requests from people out yep. there. Mm -hmm. uh, Annabelle. Yeah, to have us read more creepypastas and stuff. Yeah. This is a very brief one. Yep. Uh, I believe it's a classic. Oh, great. Uh, as I found Anyways it online. Phone? <laughs> yeah, no, not the newest <laughs> phone. Uh, as I found it online this time, it was called Subway Stare. Uh-huh. Author unknown. Okay. I'd like to credit them, but I mm -hmm. do not know. A woman was sitting on the subway late one night, and she noticed that the woman sitting across from her was staring intently at her. She pretended not to notice, but each time she glanced at the woman, the staring continued. At one of the stops, a new passenger got on and sat next to her. After a couple of minutes, he quietly told her he thought she should get off at the next stop. Knowing the next stop was a busy one, she agreed. When the next stop came up, she left the train with the man. The man said to her, Thank God. I didn't mean to scare you, but I had to get you off that train. The woman sitting opposite of you was dead, and the two men on either side were propping her up. Yep. I dead remember that. Person yeah, on yeah, a train. Yeah. I guess just sitting back. That is such a good freaky one. Such a good. That's weird definitely one of the first creepy pastas that I read. Yeah, really. Like really I think you, I, I remember you or I finding creepy pastas and like reading that to each other and being like, "Whoa!" Yeah. yeah. So uh, the reason that I read that to you is because mm -hmm. Kristen, uh -huh. I'm going to be telling you about Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> in real life. Cool. Real life at Bernie's. Cool. Weekend at real life. Yeah. So you know the Weekend at Bernie's movies. There are two oh, of them. Oh, I do. And there are about two doofuses. You mean starring Jonathan Silverman? Oh, my God. Why do you know that? <laughs> the single guy? What? I don't know. What is that? He was on a show called The Single Guy. Oh, my God, Kristen. I know. I don't know why I know some stuff. <sighs> Obviously, those <laughs> movies should be remembered as starring Terry Kaiser. 
<laughs> Is that Bernie? That's Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> so these movies. A gifted physical comedian. Sure. Both of the movies are about these two idiots yeah. whose boss died. Uh-huh. And now they are trying to, for a variety of reasons, <laughs> pretend he is still alive. Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's? I have seen Weekend at Bernie's too. Okay. Several times <laughs> as a young man. I've only seen like when I would turn on Comedy Central and be like, Weekend at Bernie's is on again. Kristen, like I haven't actually seen it. These movies are so much darker than I thought they were. Really? Yeah. Like obviously they're about someone dying and then yeah. people manipulating the corpse. So obviously that's <laughs> inherently is. messed up. But I read the plot on Wikipedia just to refresh my memory. Yeah. It's bleak. Really? What what happens? What's wrong with Bernie? Bernie is a criminal businessman. Cool. His two idiot employees, Larry and Richard, uh-huh. find out that the books at the company are cooked. There's some sort of fraud going on. Yeah. They bring this to Bernie, uh-huh. and Bernie is responsible for all this, but he doesn't let them know that. Instead, yeah. he commends them for a job well done and invites them to come to the Hamptons with him okay. to celebrate as like a, you know, a little gift. You found yeah. something that's going to help the company. Yeah. But he's actually using his mob associates to put out a hit on the two dummies. Oh, okay. So you're just going to get them in the crosshairs. Yes. Bernie okay. wants to kill the morons. Yeah. However... His mob associates feel like maybe Bernie's a little more trouble trouble than it's worth. Oh, okay. So they kill him instead uh-huh. via a lethal overdose of drugs. Oh. Isn't that really dark? <laughs> yeah. Um, not that so there's like a like nice coke light. or something like that? And I don't it's know. like too much? I don't have an answer. Uh, <laughs> that white horse is galloping a little too hard? Yeah, he gets, he gets trampled by the white horse. <laughs> yeah. So Larry and Richard find the body, uh-huh. but before they can call the police, people show up for a party. <laughs> Everybody thinks that Bernie is alive. Why? They de- I don't know. He's wearing it a hat and glasses. Sitting? Yeah, he's just like leaning yeah. back. So they decide, uh, you know, uh, we're going to uh, keep the facade that he's alive so that we can enjoy our time in the Hamptons. <laughs> From what I can tell, that is the plot. Oh, my God. Then there's all this stuff about the mob. The the hitman is like, I could have swore I killed him, but he's still alive. How is this possible? And they're like, he's like watching as Larry and Richard are dragging a corpse down the road. He's like, he's obviously alive. (laughs) Uh, There's a scene where a woman named Tina Uh goes upstairs to spend some time with Bernie. And the two guys are on the couch. I watched a clip of this. The two, it shows the two guys on the couch. Like staring up the stairs at the closed door. Tina comes out of the door. Is this during the party? No. This is, it's quiet. It's at night. I don't know what's going on. Like the same night of the party or just some other time? Kristen, I don't have an answer for you. I did not watch this movie and I refuse to watch it. Rigor mortis, Jim? All I saw from the YouTube video was three people, two morons on the couch, and then Tina leaving the bedroom and walking downstairs and just kind of being like, "Ah, ah, ooh, and having a drink. And they're like, it's not possible. Could she have? No, she couldn't have. And it's definitely like, I, I just don't understand. What? Kristen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ew. Then Do they, in your research, I'm not going to ask you questions as though you've seen this movie, which is hard for me not to do. Um, in your research, did they reference decomposition at all or anything? Or do they just stay away from They just stay away from okay. that. I don't think there's any time in Weekend at Bernie's. Okay. Uh, but that's where Weekend at Bernie's 2 comes in, Kristen. <laughs> For you see, now they're trying to figure out where Bernie's millions that he sacked away from the company went. Uh-huh. Also, while they're trying to do that, Larry and Richard are trying to do that, there's also a voodoo queen named... Oh, my God. Named Queen Mobu. Okay. She wants to reanimate Bernie's corpse and have him lead them to the buried gold. Okay. 
something. So it's like the legend of Curly's gold, but bad. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> City slickers too. And memory. Yes. It is. All right. So she needs to use a sacrificial chicken, but uh-huh. it gets away. So she has to use a pigeon instead and it ends so up it having makes something go wrong. Yes. Now Bernie will only move if there's music playing. Oh, that rings a bell. I can yeah. see Bernie dancing. Larry yeah. and Richard something something. Yeah. They end up shoving Bernie's corpse in a uh, suitcase to take him to the Bahamas or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then they shove him in a fridge. Oh, my God. Does Bernie have any family? Is anybody looking for him? It's kind of sad that the answer is no, right? <laughs> Yeah. Why Even though it, he's like a criminal businessman who was going to commit murder. He's still a human being. I know. I know. So um, they end up putting headphones on him and he's dancing across yeah, the Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. And then he walks into the water and somebody shoots a harpoon gun at his head and it breaks the headphones. Oh, my and God. And he's holding a, a, a like a treasure chest of money and yeah. they can't get it. It's hilarious. Oh, um, my God. Then they shove him in a box. I don't know. Wow. They get the money. And they give the company back the $2 million that Bernie stole. Uh-huh. And one of the guys is like, I can't believe you did that. Like after everything we did, you just gave the money back. And he goes, he didn't steal $2 million, Richard. He stole 3 million. So they, nice. they uh, essentially, they steal a million dollars. Yeah. And then the movie ends with them, uh, having bought a yacht and, and plus defile a corpse. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. hire beautiful women to be the ship. Mates, I don't understand. Ew, that sounds right. Um, did any time elapse between Weekend at Bernie's one and two in the Berniverse? Unclear. Okay, I, like is I, it I like know. you know a day later? Okay. It is interesting that you mentioned the Berniverse, however, yeah. because it seems that a very good show is part of it. What in Seinfeld? Kramer tells Elaine to watch Weekend at Bernie's two because it has a hilarious premise. It's a gene pick at the video store, <laughs> and Kramer says that's better than a pick by that art house goon Vincent. Later, Elaine watches it, annoyed and shouting, Bernie's dead, you idiots. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know if that really makes that Seinfeld part of the Bernie-verse, but... Uh, there's some tie in there. It does to me. Yeah. Okay, so what I really wanted to talk to you about, I immediately... <laughs> I just want to hear more about Weekend at Bernie's, but fine. I immediately Googled Weekend at Bernie's in real life. Okay, real quick. what? Why did Weekend at Bernie's come across your path before you... like? How did this happen? How did, what was the origin of you deciding to do this? Because I guess I assumed that you somehow I, were looking for something scary, found this, and you're like, oh, that's like Weekend at Bernie's. Not that you were watching, like researching Weekend at Bernie's, and you're like, huh, I wonder if there's a scary story I could use here. Well, Kristen, I'll let you in on a little secret. Yeah. I was driving to work the other day, uh-huh. and uh, somebody uh, driving behind me, I was watching in the rearview mirror, yeah. and they were like tailgating me uh-huh. hardcore. I had to basically like slam on the brakes at one point, and I assumed yeah. the person behind me was going to hit me. Ugh. They did not. Yeah. But I looked in the rearview mirror, and this was a tense moment, yeah. and the driver was like white-knuckled, like, oh my God, I'm so glad I hit the brakes at the right moment. Yeah. And the passenger oh, God. was like lolling like his face okay. was unresponsive. Yeah. So then I started imagining a scenario where they do rear end me. Yeah. I go to exchange information with them and say something like, is your passenger okay? Yeah. And the driver's like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. And then like basically peels off and later we find out the passenger It's a weekend at dead. Bernie's. Yes. Yeah. So that's essentially what okay. got me thinking gotcha. of it. Gotcha. Uh, and then I came up with a few stories of weekend at Bernie's IRL. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In real okay, life. yeah. So when you said came up with, I thought you meant like you wrote them. Yeah, and I was like, what? I've been writing some Weekend at Bernie's fanfic. <laughs> That's what I thought for just a second. I'm hoping to reboot Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Or maybe just do a spiritual sequel that takes place in the same world. We reference the events, but right. yeah, there's a new Bernie. Very in town. tasteful. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you this one first. Okay. In April 2010, uh-huh. in Liverpool. That's not long ago. Okay, every one of the stories yeah. I'm going to tell you is very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not changing the names to protect the innocent. Sure. The I mean, I'm I got sure these you from, can. I got these from news articles. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure. Because yeah. I already feel like I know something about this. Okay. Okay. At an airport in Liverpool, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh-huh. Uh, Gitta mm-hmm. Durant mm-hmm. arranged for a flight crew to help her get her husband on a plane heading to Germany. Yeah. She told him that her husband, Kurt Willie Gerrant, was disabled. Yeah. Needed a hand getting out of his wheelchair. Disabled indeed. The couple was traveling. The ultimate disability, one would say. The ultimate disability. <laughs> death. The couple was traveling with their daughter, Anka, uh, and the two women told the crew that Kurt was sleeping, just sleeping in his wheelchair. The airport worker tasked with helping Kurt get on the plane, Andrew Malia, said he knew something was wrong immediately. <laughs> There's a quote. I immediately felt unsure about the situation, but I did my best to help by carefully lifting the man from his seat. Oh, my God. To my horror, his face fell sideways against mine. (gasps) It was ice cold. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Malia notified the police, (laughs) and they quickly confirmed the man was dead. Oh, my God. I'm laughing. It's horrible. It's real. It's a true story. I know. This rings a bell. I wonder if I've heard of this story, or I'm thinking that maybe Law & Order or somewhere, like, did a rip from the headlines thing. Anyway. Maybe. Despite further claims from his wife and stepdaughter saying that he was just sleeping, uh, and it was unclear at that point how long he had been dead. Uh, they found out the tickets had been purchased weeks earlier, presumably when the man was still alive. Right. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't want to waste a ticket? Yeah. And uh, Gita insisted he was alive when they got to the airport and demanded an apology from the police and the airport. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you want the sad story at all? Yeah, I guess. Uh, give me the whole story. It's part of it. Yeah. Okay. So it turns out uh, uh, Kurt Willie Gerrant had uh-huh. Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. He wanted to go home to Germany to die. Oh. So in a way, his wife and stepdaughter were trying to fulfill his request to go home. But he was already dead. Now, here's the thing that makes yep. me go from like being like, of course, it's sad. It's a horrible story that this happens to anyone. That doesn't make it better to me. They missed the boat. No. And even worse, go. even worse than that, Gita and Anka then asked if they could get on the flight without him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, somebody pointed out online, this means that they had already fooled a taxi driver (laughs) for the record later investigations. I followed up. I read like five news articles about this later investigation revealed that he had been dead for perhaps as long as 36 hours. Oh my God. Perhaps as little as 12 hours. Either way, he died of natural causes. It just doesn't make any difference to me to tell you the truth. That's just crazy. 12 is like as bad as 36. Uh, the police determined there was insufficient evidence to press any charges. Uh-huh. Gita and Anka were released. They probably don't know what charge they would press. What are we supposed to do yeah. here? Yeah. Unfounded. I mean, I guess like, the, you know, some countries are, you know, have things about like, I don't know, defiling a dead body maybe? I don't know, yeah. whatever. Oh, I forgot. I uh, I wanted to write quippy uh, headlines for each one of these things. Uh-huh. Um, 
Because I <laughs> you have anything in mind? This next Off story. The top? This next story I called two dudes in Denver, <laughs> and then I came up with two girls, one corpse. Because uh, so many people still use two girls, one cup as a joke. You'd be surprised. Or maybe you wouldn't. I know. So two dudes in Denver, yeah. Kristen. Now this one's September 2011. Okay. All right. Robert Jeffrey Young was having money trouble. Yeah. And his buddy, another Jeff, Jeffrey Jarrett. <laughs> That's okay. Two Jeffs, one house. <laughs> offered, <laughs> offered for Young to stay with him for a while. Now Young came home. One day, yeah, to find uh, Jeffrey Jarrett dead. Uh huh. Okay. And it gave him a great idea. What the hell? Young went out to tell his other friend Mark Rubinson, mm-hmm. uh, who worked at a bar. Okay. Together, they went back to the house and put Jeff in the car. How did Jeff die? Do we know that? I do not know. And like, how old? Uh, he was in his forties, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they put him in the car and they head out to Teddy T's Bar and Grill. Okay. Where they drink on Jeff's tab. That's disgusting. While his body is in the car. Then they went to Viva oh, Burrito. Oh, wait, I'm confused. Don't I thought... step on that. Hold on. <laughs> then they went to Viva Burrito. <laughs> that sounds good. Anyway, what was your question? But like, I thought you were going to say they brought him out with him to the bar so that they could like use his card and stuff with him there. Why even bring him in the car? They just wanted his money. Yeah. So just leave him at home and take his money. Why would you even bring him out? You know, they may not have been the best planners. Perhaps. No. Okay. (laughs) We may never know for sure. That is so weird. Maybe they were really good planners. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Well, how does it turn out for them? Not good. So then not great players, probably. Yeah, true. So then they withdrew. They're no Anka and Gita. No, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, they then withdrew $400 from their buddy's card. Uh-huh. Uh, to use at the strip co- club Shotgun Willies. What schmucks? Who's in the mood to do all this after you find your friend dead? I don't know, but they stayed at the strip club through closing. Ew. Finally, <laughs> at 4 a.m., uh-huh. they flagged down a cop to get some help. What for what? Their friend was dead, Kristen. The whole time. What is going on here? For why like why are they day. flagging down a cop for help? I don't know. I guess they thought it was this cool to do so that. This is so weird. I think they were on the white horse. Maybe. This doesn't make any sense. Why would they? It doesn't make sense. Allegedly. Now, you know, who knows? Uh, these two morons. The white horse. <laughs> they were charged with abusing <laughs> a corpse, identity, identity theft, and criminal impersonation. I don't understand that whole story. That is so stupid. These sound like really dumb and weird guys. I don't understand why they took him with him, with them, and just left him in the car places. Is there any other way for them to come across other than dumb and weird? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, why even bring him with you? Just take his wallet if you're going to do that. I don't see why that's all that much better. To be honest, but I just don't understand it's worse why. To, it's worse to put. It's worse to drag the body into the car, for sure. Like completely agreed with you. It's insane. I'm not even talking about worse. I'm, I just. I don't understand why. What's the point? I guess they felt like they could then. Well, first of all, he's out of that house. Maybe that. Maybe one of the two Jeffs still needs to live there. I guess. Right. I guess. Yeah, but they're probably going to drive their car still. There's been a corpse in it for like twelve yeah, hours. Good point, Chris. Whatever. Who I don't knows? get it. Who okay. knows? I do want to point. Look, out, I don't get these guys. I do want to point out with both of these stories real quick. The mm-hmm. women in Germany. These guys in Denver. Mm-hmm. The the first corpse was Kurt Willie Jarrett. Okay. The second one oh, was yeah. Jeffrey Jarrett. <laughs> that's weird. And that's strange. 
That is very strange. Maybe a J, a double R, and a T is like a weird death sentence. It's like the Grim Reaper was going alphabetically. <laughs> Chore list. He was doing his honeydew list, and he got to the J's. Bizarre. Anyway. All right, now here's the final story I've okay. got for you. I call this one Checked Out. <laughs> now, this was in January 2008. Okay. In the Big Apple, Manhattan. Okay. Take a bite. Wow. No, thank you. <laughs> Not Dave, for this kind of story. Dave Delia and James O'Hare lived lives of crime. Okay. Strings of arrests reaching back decades. But maybe they weren't so bad, Chris. Uh-huh. You see, they decided to help an old friend, Virgilio... Centrone, okay, cash a check mm-hmm. in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were turned away when the person at the counter told them Virgilio had to be present himself. Oh, so they went back Uh-oh. to his apartment to get him. Uh oh. Also, Virgilio has been <laughs> dead this whole time. Yikes! They haphazardly dressed him. Oh God. What, what does that mean exactly? Uh, there was a detail about them trying to put his pants on, and it didn't go great. What do you mean? I don't know. It just said, like, it didn't go well? No, but I don't want to talk about it. Wait, you have to. They said that they tried to put pants on him, but they couldn't get him all the way up. So they put a blanket on his lap to cover the area that wasn't end-pantsed. Which is what I do all the time. Like, if my if I don't fit into my clothes anymore, I just wrap a blanket around my midsection. Why the hell the couldn't they get his pants all the way up? They call it a day, I mean the day's over. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, my clothes don't fit, wrap a blanket around myself, call it a day. That's a wrap on that. Back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Why could they not get his pants up? Questions I don't want to think about an answer to. Rigor mortis. I would say rigor mortis, maybe. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. Did, did they put him in a wheelchair or something with it? Yes. Okay. They attempted to wheel him into the uh, to oh the building. God, people are ghouls. But unfortunately, Johnny Law got in their way. For you see, Detective Travis Rapp. Good name. Was sitting in a restaurant having lunch. And he sees this scene rolling by? When he saw what he thought was two guys wheeling a mannequin or a dummy down the road. Oh, my God. Quote from Detective Rap: I thought it was a joke, honestly. <laughs> Detective Rap approached the two. For some reason, I picture this guy wearing like a, like a sock on his head, like a hat. Like they just couldn't figure out how to dress him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> Detective Rap approached the uh, the fellas, and they simply said, "Oh, we just need to get our friend inside this store to cash a check." <laughs> he told them to stand back and quickly realize that this man was dead. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's gone," said one of the two dummies. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to play like that just happened. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Here's the thing. Basically, nobody was fooled. When they went in to cash the check, now that they've got him, they brought the wheelchair to the place of business. (laughs) And then one of the guys went inside and was like, see, he's out there. Like, look through the window. And like the other guy made him wave. (laughs) And they were like, oh, he needs to be in here. Yeah, why would that work? And that's when the... You know, the, the jig was up. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but basically this was taking place on a busy street in Manhattan. That's what, when you said this happened in Manhattan, I was like, that is a bustling yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote from another bystander, Victor Rodriguez, who worked at a nearby restaurant. He saw the whole thing, Chris. I saw this guy sitting in this chair with his head back. He looked very dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <full laughs> quote in the news. 
Although, although oh, there was God. one guy, if only he had been working at that counter, if only he had been the cop, this guy, Garrett, said, quote, he went in regular clothes. I, I didn't even know he was dead. I thought he was alive. <laughs> one of these two guys, David D'Elia and James O'Hare were like, we got one of them. Man, yes. <laughs> we fooled one. That is so crazy. Yeah. So there you go. It happens in real life. <sighs> William, those were awesome. Weekend at Bernie's IRL, TRL. <laughs> they could have rolled right by TRL Studios, and Carson Daly could, probably could have picked that out as a dead guy from the top of the rock. Yeah. I know it's not at the And he top wouldn't of the even rock. know that this guy was dead. No yeah. one wants to talk to Carson Daly. I was about to make a joke about you not being able to tell if Carson Daly's alive or dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't. Yeah, true. Uh, bam. So evidently, uh, out there, play a game. If you just Google weekend at Bernie's in real life, (laughs) you'll find several stories. There were even more. I just picked three I liked. Now, I don't want to see them. I'm just curious. Were there pictures at all of these situations? Boy, you know what? Yeah. Really? There was, there was one of the, uh, the Liverpool Uh situation. Uh Uh-huh. I saw. That is the saddest one. It is. I mean, they're all, they're all. Well, they're all sad because you shouldn't do that to a person, but like they had like no like malintent. You know what I mean? Like that was like their dad and husband. Yeah, but it's weird that they're then just like. Oh, can you can stay the, here. I know that is, that is so weird. Um, yeah, there was a picture. I saw a picture of an old man and I just immediately looked away. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to wanna... see that. Yeah, I think I've said it on the show before. I yeah. used to, when I was a young boy, mm-hmm. believe that it was for some reason illegal to even like photograph yeah. a dead body or something like that. Yeah. It still seems weird to me that it's not. Like, I, know. I, you know, I guess the police aren't going to. It seems indecent. Waggle a baton in your face for doing it. Yeah. But like, yeah, it doesn't seem right. I feel like the living should not be looking at the dead too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that seemed weird. Yes, it does. I agree with you. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. So there you go. So there you have it, guys. Weekend at Bernie's, the reality show. What's a better way to call that? Like, what's a a snappier title for this? What do you mean? Weekend at Bernie's, the reality show? What's a snappier title for that? Well, because I want to put it, like, on the show, like, the title of the show. Are you... Are you talking about like? Are you making a pretend reality show? Is that what we're doing? No, or are you talking no, about like, what's for the our name episode of the for this episode? Oh, uh, you know what I mean, because I came up with real life at real Bernie's, life. but that's not good. <laughs> I think it's all. It could only be a real life weekend at Bernie's because anything else is gonna be too cutesy and clever, and it doesn't convey what it is. You don't like real that, life at Bernie's. I do, anything. but it just doesn't mean people won't know what that is. It doesn't convey a single damn thing. <laughs> real life at Bernie's. <laughs> You know what that means. It's time for real life at Bernie's. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, what do we do? Oh. (laughs) Does that just mean boring stuff like you grocery shop? Like that's like real life. Yeah, who knows? All right, everybody. All right. Either way, that takes us to the end of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. Oh, (laughs) did you enjoy your time? I did. Me too. Uh, let us know about it. Go on Apple Podcasts. <sighs> leave us a five-star review. Yep. That'd write be great. Some, write some tweets, Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. Share the show. Spread the word. Yep. Any way that you like. Just tell people about us. Tell people you like us. We've gotten That'd some great. pretty nice feedback on this show. I know. I I'm very I know. pleasantly surprised. Me too. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Let's keep the party going. Yeah. Let's get a sense of community going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash GTTU pod. Yep. Follow us. 
Make sure that you join the secret group mm-hmm. so that you can talk to us. Yep. Post other spooky stuff with us. Yep. Uh, go to patreon.com slash GTTU pod if you want to toss a quarter our way. Yeah. Uh, or you can Venmo us, Venmo us at GTTU pod. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. it. We'll all see right. you next week for another spooky hair razor. Until then, you can find Guides the Unknown on all social media at GTTU Pod, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Chillin' Kristen. That's right. I'm at Haunted Sponge, by the way. Mm-hmm. Sponge. But until next we meet, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Go we.